always want to do it at the same time, and I then never really it, but it did this time, kind ish, of. Ish. Welcome to Funny Parents, everybody. I'm Mary Teresa Archibald, and I am Pat Shea, and we're thrilled to have you for this adventure in breastfeeding. Yes, yes, we have two tales <laughs> of breastfeeding: all the highs, the lows, the cracks, yes, the blood. Yeah, lots. There's just a lot going on there. I'll be offering so many opinions in oh this. Oh my gosh, he has so many. Yeah. No, he really doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening and making sure you like and subscribe and share and review because that really helps us yeah. uh, spread the word far and wide. Um, and one of the joys for us is that we actually get to see some towns pop up that yeah, are where very, people are listening. Yeah, you know? and these there were two this week that really. Scottish jazz because yeah were some good numbers because we got you know you expect big cities right and Chicago um, Atlanta yeah yeah uh, would have a lot of listeners because they have a lot of people and then we see Swartz Creek Michigan yeah uh, suburb of Flint popping up yeah yes. yeah which by the way Mary went to U of M I did yeah and so that's so I love me some Michigan very excited and and Monrovia Indiana yes a suburb of Indianapolis. Yes, so yes, thank you so much. I yeah. straight up Googled, and it's got the cutest little town. Oh, really? Yeah, it's got the cutest little downtown. Yep. Uh, how's the real estate? I know, right? <laughs> Everyone's fleeing New York, so yeah. real estate everywhere yeah. else looks really good. So friends in Monrovia, <laughs> We're coming. don't be surprised. Um, we are super excited tonight uh, yeah. to, first up is our friend Irene Carroll. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit later, you're going to be hearing from a awesome storyteller jessica robinson yeah but irene irene and and uh i'll point out the number one city uh that listened in terms of listens this week uh since the last episode uh was chicago and uh one chicagoans may be familiar with a show called flanagan's wake and uh mary and i did uh eventually flanagan's wake got a run off broadway or a couple of runs off broadway and mary and i were in both of them and irene was our stage manager yes and then she went on to become the artistic director of gotham city improv yeah and a lead instructor for uh and artistic new directions which is a fabulous group that i've gotten to work with a little bit me too and is now entrepreneurial offering her own improv classes mm-hmm. for kids and adults alike and you can get more information about that at irenecarroll.com and we'll put the link in the show notes exactly and that's one really interesting thing about this time because in the past improv meant you had to be in the same room with each other and uh now anyone can take an improv class from anywhere uh and so if you're curious about doing improv especially doing improv with your kids uh irene has options for you yes and it's funny because you know we're talking about chicago chicago has a special place in our heart that's where we met Mm -hmm. um so we have such warm feelings yeah to in chicago and we miss it actually tremendously um but it's been funny to watch Irene grow on this journey of becoming a mother. Yeah. And uh, she's got a very interesting tale of uh, how breastfeeding went for her with a little bit of help. Yeah, so this is a story um, about feeding. Uh, mm-hmm. feeding feeding my child uh, and of course uh, as parents we know there are many ways to do this um, mm-hmm. there are 
are so many ways and and all of them are the right way for you and your baby to figure out and suss out because the most important thing is feed as best as they say that these days right <laughs> um, just feed your baby um, but feeding for me was was really insanely difficult um, and why well I, I don't know if you know this but when you give birth you have given birth to a human child. So, uh, so like many humans, they have already made up their minds from day one. I mean, Uh it's that, it's that fast. That's how fast it happens. So Viola was born and she arrives early. Um, well actually two days early and Mm -hmm. two days. I don't know. What does two days mean? Right. Well, like anything, there are standards for your human child. Um, I use quotes because what are standards? Right. <laughs> Why are we immediately putting people in boxes? Okay, I <laughs> don't understand. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but for some reason, the standard for preemie is... Uh, prior to 37 weeks and viola was in my tummy for 36 weeks and five days so Uh, therefore she is a preemie by two days well just being shy of full term and when she was born she was five pounds nine ounces yeah Uh uh-huh you know, um, and and people ask about that a lot right they're like how much does she weigh but that does not matter. No, it does not matter how much they weigh when they're born because they forget to tell you that your baby will immediately start to lose weight after they're born. Right. Sure. Yeah. So they have that constant food supply and then it's just gone. You know, they have to figure out how to start to feed themselves and how to do it. Right but they don't really know how. So, you know, it's just this thing that they're trying to figure out. And so we had decided, we uh, had decided to breastfeed, um, Mm -hmm. basically meaning that we wanted to save money. That's why we wanted to breastfeed. Oh, yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so Viola was born on a Monday and we had gone to the breastfeeding class two days before on a Saturday. Nice. And, yeah. and they handed me the book of info and I get it from the class and it's helpful, I guess, you know, there's this information about breastfeeding and how to do it and what ways for them to latch so it doesn't hurt Mm. (laughs) and it still hurts regardless but you know and in this particular class this woman she goes um don't pump (gasps) what okay she's like your milk ducks will be over you know, they'll get too big and you'll feel that pressure from too much milk. So you don't need to pump. And I was like, oh, okay, really? I don't need to. Later, I found out any working parent will need to pump. So that mm-hmm. advice was very, very conflicted. <laughs> you know? um, 
But so we're back at the hospital and uh, they ask you, you know, how do you want to feed the baby? And uh, we say, well, um, uh, we're going to breastfeed. And then they write it on this whiteboard so that all the other nurses breast, you know, is on the board. So we all, all the nurses come in and out and they know that this is a breastfeeding child. Uh Now, Viola, uh, Viola's mom, me, uh, she, um, I, I, I had a gestational diabetes. So while I was pregnant, my sugars were running high. I had to be really careful of them. And after she was born, her sugars ran really low because of that. That was sort of a side effect a little bit. So every two hours they would come in and they would, you know, prick her foot to test these blood sugar levels. And you had to pass three in a row, right? And if you failed three in a row, they would take your baby away to the NICU. And I was like, you're going to what now? You're going to take her away? I don't think so. Not on my watch, you know? Um, So, you know, you're trying to figure out the breastfeeding. And to quote um, uh, what to expect, you know, the first milk to come in is this milk called colostrum. And yeah, and it's this blend of uh, proteins and vitamins and minerals that uh, will help fight harmful bacteria and viruses and stimulate your baby to produce antibodies and quote uh, coat their insides and their intestines and protect their immature immune system and all these kinds of things and oh and most importantly it helps stimulate your baby's first bowel movement which Mm. is important um so you know but it's this tiny 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 bit of milk that's coming in right and um, uh-huh. my boobs are working to figure out how to do this. And my newborn is working to figure out how to do this. And it's a, l- it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. And, uh, you know, but remember, there's this prep test, right? So every two hours, she's coming in. And my breastfeeding her alone is just like, it's not enough to pass these tests. You know, mm-hmm. she passes, she fails, she passes, passes, she fails, fails, she passes, fails. And I mean, there's just so many tests in two and a half days. Yeah. Luckily and finally, she passes three tests in a row. She never has to go off to the NICU. But this was the help and information from the nurse who finally said, give your baby some formula. Right. Mm. So, you know, then the hospital's lactation consultant would come in and she would say, she would kind of hitch Viola to my breast and then just walk off to see another patient. And as soon as she left, Viola would unlatch and sleep some more, you know? So there it was just like two things that were at odds with each other mm-hmm. and a roller coaster, if you will. Yeah. So we're finally discharged from the hospital. We bring Viola home and now your transitional milk is coming in. So this is kind of like orange juice for the baby. <laughs> it's uh, sweet and yummy and it tastes really good, but it's not doing its full job yet. Right. And uh, we take 
Viola to the pediatrician, and now Viola weighs four pounds and 15 ounces. Oh, wow. So she's lost quite a bit of weight, and she starts to ask us the slew of questions, you know, but I haven't slept, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So my answers are very zombie-like. Has your milk come in? Uh, Yes. Uh, How much are you breastfeeding? Every three hours. (laughs) How long? 20 minutes each side. Maybe 30 time minutes. I don't know. Brains, mush, you know. That's pretty much how that visit felt like. So she tells us to see an international board certified lactation consultant. Oh, wow. And that is when we met Freda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freda is very much an old school New York hippie. She is thin. She wears this like flowy shirt with a long jean skirt. She has grayish <laughs> brown hair that's in braids. And mm. has the most amazing Brooklyn accent. I will try to do this accent, but I will be not be giving her justice because it sounded it was so amazing. Freda lives in um, Ditmas Park. If you're familiar with that area in Brooklyn, she has this beautiful Victorian house where, in her house, one room is just dedicated to breastfeeding. Um, and when we get there, she meets us and greets us and we just immediately feel like we've known her for years. Mm. She, she calls Viola mushy mush and petite cherry. And she just handles her with such like care and ease, like water just flowing through her hands. You know, she's just Aww. done this job a long time. So, um, Freda asks me her slew of questions, and afterwards she says, let me try to get into the Freda mindset. She goes, "Um, your your nipples are too big for your preemie's baby's mouth, and her suck could be better, and she needs to have these baby mouth exercises and drink these two teas, this raspberry leaf and nettles, and also use this powder, and you can sweeten it with molasses. For now, use this baby shield until she gets the hang of it and also watch your diet. And remember, all of this is for you and your baby, so don't stress. (laughs) (laughs) Don't stress, you say. Okay. Right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, oh, and then she said, um, she goes, and sit back and watch something while you're feeding. You know, something fun. I suggest the crown. (laughs) I mean, I had watched the crown already, of course, but it was great. So I watched it again, you know, because why not? So go watch the crown, everybody. Go watch the crown. (laughs) So now my mature milk has finally arrived, right? And this is the milk that does the job. You know, you feed, she gets her food, she gets sleepy. It does all the things, you know. And on top of this non-stressing thing, Viola still is underweight. I mean, she continues to be underweight for many months. And people are always surprised about how petite our petite Shetty is, you know. Uh. I 
I breastfed, but there was also nothing else I could do. I, I also needed to use formula to keep her weight in check. So we mm-hmm. were mixed. We did both. So the thing with breastfeeding is they they tell you to keep at it, be comfortable, make sure you're not getting your milk ducts clogged and change your positions of how you feed. And there's the football hold and the clutch and the reverse clutch. And (laughs) you get it. You get it. (laughs) Oh, and drink all your water and your tea. And don't forget to switch sides when you're feeding. And which side were you at last time? And uh, zombie Mm. status again. Brains. (laughs) (laughs) Freda was like super helpful in all the ways for breastfeeding and she helped me go as long as I did. And I lasted eight months, three weeks and two days before Viola self-weaned. She was over it. (laughs) (laughs) At that point we had started doing a lot of the baby led weaning style of feeding and she was just way into food. You know, Mm -hmm. she was much more excited about it than she was ever excited about breastfeeding. I mean, we still gave her bottles to keep her calorie intake, but Mm -hmm. ultimately, Viola likes food. (laughs) But um, she has a really extensive palate, surprisingly. She loves spices and cumin and pepper and cinnamon, and she eats broccoli and asparagus and tofu and eggs and salmon and chicken and raspberries and blackberries and just so much stuff. So, you know, it's now nice because I don't really feel like a zombie anymore. And my 14-year-old baby, well, or 14-year-old, I mean 14-month-old. <laughs> she really went, she grew up fast. 14-month-old, um, well, she's not really a baby either. She's a toddler now. Uh, she's not really so petite anymore. She's 24 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, way above the percentile and um, you know basically uh, babies know what they like and they'll tell you pretty quickly you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Viola happily is meeting her standards and whatever standard boxes that means I mean <laughs> break out of the box little one break out exactly <laughs> yeah um but she's hitting her milestones and she still has strong opinions ever since day one because she is my human child after all Just to lay it down, let you know where you stand. Yeah, I didn't need that. I think that would have. I think honestly, that would have made me cry. That would have. I, you know, it's funny because uh, I mean, straight up, our children were formula fed. Yeah, we we had bottle kids. Uh, yeah, we tried a little bit of breastfeeding. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, with our first, uh, I had there a lot were of complications. complications. We one of these days we will tell you the tale of all the complications and yes and all that. And so uh, I was on a lot of medicine that prevented me from breastfeeding yeah. the first time around and he got a little bit and the second one got a little bit. Um but But generally they were bottle kids. Yep. And yeah. they're happy healthy. Uh I made up from it for in my guilty mind I guess that we had to make all of our own baby food. Yes. Yes, we did. That's a that's another story that we can tell one of these days. Yes, I went down. We down, we went down the rabbit hole of making your own baby food. You I'll know, be super honest. Hey, it 
it was great. But it makes me think about our next story, Jessica, yes. who uh, had this vision of being a perfect mother. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have a vision of perfect parenting, what that looks like. I think we also have a vision of what parent, perfect parenting looks like right now. And I hope like most, like we have, we've yes. just thrown that idea out the window yeah, uh, and let it go <laughs> because there is no perfect parenting during a pandemic. Yeah, And um, I know a lot of you, your school year is starting, so... We're wishing you well. We're wishing you well. We have another month, uh, really, three weeks, I guess, till it starts in New York, but we're wishing you very well. In the meantime, uh, we will uh, tell you about Jessica Robinson, who has her own storytelling show uh, called Better Said Than Done. And uh, she has been performing audience uh, stories in front of audiences for over a decade now. And uh, out of the general D.C. area, she's performed at the National Mall, for instance. Uh, and uh, her one-woman show, Tech Babies, about infertility and uh, prenatal complications, uh, opened in 2015 at Stories on the uh, Stories in the Round. You can also see her on a pretty big storytelling show mm-hmm. uh, from World Channel TV called Stories from the Stage. Yeah. Uh, which is a in the storytelling world, that's a really big deal. Um, it really <laughs> is. So uh, we'll also try to put a link to that in uh, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash funny parents. Head over there and like and chat with us. We'd be happy to chat and yes. hear from you. Um, but Jessica has a wonderful story about her dream of perfection mm-hmm. as a parent. Yeah. And then what happens? The world. I've always struggled with perfection, you know, the need to be perfect. And uh, when I became a mom, I knew that I had to do that right, you know, be the perfect mom. Mm -hmm. I made this long checklist of all the mom things I had to do perfectly. And on the very top of that list was feed the baby. (laughs) (laughs) All the books I read, and of course... (laughs) I read them all, uh, proclaim that breastfeeding creates a super baby glowing with perfection. Mm-hmm. Breastfed yeah. babies are smarter. Nine IQ points smarter. They're healthier. None of this allergic to peanut butter crap. And the best part, their shit don't stink. <laughs> Seriously, though, breastfed babies poop smells like roses. When Ellie came into the world, I was determined that my little girl would have the perfect diet, 100% breast milk. Mm -hmm. And that was an easy decision to make before I started breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) From the moment Nurse Ratchet entered my hospital room grabbed my boob in one hand and my baby's head in the other and smashed the two together, I realized that perhaps breastfeeding is not the beautiful bonding experience between mother and daughter advertised in all the books. In fact, my early impression was that breastfeeding sucks. (laughs) It hurts. Imagine a little animal latching onto your nipple and sucking hard enough to pull out fluid that isn't even there yet. 
And newborns eat every freaking hour. And when you crack or bleed or get an infection, you can't take a break. Mm -hmm. And even though breastfed babies are better, they don't act like it. They spit Mm. up more, like constantly. They need to eat more frequently. And it takes them longer to start sleeping through the night. Mm. When you are waking up every two hours, all night, every night for months to feed your baby, because, you know, you're the only one who can do it, formula sounds really good. Mm -hmm. But as all pediatricians and straight men agree... The breast is best. (laughs) Now, I have run marathons. I started a successful business. I wrote a novel. I could handle breastfeeding one little baby. (laughs) So despite a lot of pain and tears, I persisted. I kept at it, and I was rewarded. You know, her poop, in fact, did not stink. (laughs) (laughs) And after the first two months of torture, it it did get easier. I started to find it kind of adorable the way every time I'd pick Ella up, she'd open her mouth and dive for my chest like a hungry velociraptor. Or how she'd get so excited while eating that she'd kick me and punch me and snap my bra strap. And and then after a few minutes, she'd pull away with a big sigh like, ah, this is hard work. And then (laughs) she'd look up at me and smile like, we're having fun though, aren't we, mom? (laughs) So, all right, maybe not the beautiful bonding experience described in the books, but it was our bonding experience. I finally felt like I had perfected this breastfeeding thing. And then I went back to work. Mm-hmm. I'm a videographer by day, so work involves me going out and videotaping stuff. When Ellie was nearly four months old, I booked a week of all-day shoots. Now, I was worried about how much I would miss my beautiful little girl, but mm. I was also looking forward to a little grown-up time and... Let's face it, a break from all that nursing. It would be nice to not have to be feeding her all day long. Of course, what I failed to take into account was that I was still going to have to feed her all day long. Only now, to do that, I was going to have to pump. Mm, Yeah, Yeah, if I hadn't already felt like a dairy cow... (laughs) Uh, sticking a plastic funnel on my boob to suction milk into a bottle would certainly have helped. Yeah. Now, I, uh, the worst part was that I was on location. And the only private place that I could find to pump was in my car. So every day for a week, I had to go to the parking garage at lunch to bump, hoping that everyone who walked by would just keep walking. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> I was I was only able to pump once during the workday while Ellie continued to eat three times a day. So as the week wore on, the milk that I had stored in the fridge was gone and then from the freezer. And then it was just down to what I could produce. So I, I pushed myself. You know, I, I wanted to make sure this little girl stayed 100% pure. I, uh, I pumped after she went to bed. I, I woke up at 3 a.m. to pump. I managed to eke out just enough milk to get her to daycare on Friday, knowing she wouldn't starve. Wow. 
Now, I, I ran out of energy to make my own lunch. So, <laughs> yeah, Friday for the first time that week, I went to the cafeteria. And, uh, yeah, the perky, the turkey panini was slimy. But I figured, you know, that's cafeteria food for you. And I ate it anyway. Oh, sure. I, uh, I finished my day, picked up Ellie, and prepared for a weekend feeding my baby what I now thought of as the preferred method, direct from the breast. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to see a pump again. <laughs> uh, Saturday morning, I felt kind of nauseous. Um, it got worse and worse. And then finally, I, I puked up that panini and, uh, and everything I'd eaten since. I got a fever. Uh, it hurt to do nothing. You know, when you have a fever, it just hurts even to be touched. But of course, the baby still had to be fed. And Mm -hmm. even though I was too weak to hold her myself, I nursed Ellie into the evening. But then my temperature spiked. It got up over 103. So we left Ellie with grandma and we went to urgent care. They gave me an IV and I said, I'm a breastfeeding mother. Is everything in that going to be okay? And the nurse said, oh, it's just saline for the dehydration and Zofran for the nausea. It's fine. And then they offered me morphine. And I said, um, is that okay? <laughs> the nurse said, well, you won't be able to breastfeed for six hours. So I, I said no to the morphine. And I, I pointed out that I wasn't really in pain anyway. It was more nausea. An hour or so later, the doctor came in and started pushing on my stomach and asking if it was tender. Uh I'd had a good two bags of fluid. I still felt like throwing up and I hadn't eaten since that morning. So yeah, it was tender. (laughs) He said, I want to do a CT scan to make sure it's not appendicitis. I was like, well, it it doesn't really hurt. I just kind of want to throw up. He said, well, we have to be safe. I said, okay, I'm breastfeeding. Is the CT stuff okay? And he said, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. So I got a CAT scan. And sure enough, my appendix was perfect. Wow. They sent me home with a prescription for Zofran and a doctor's note, which said in bold type, don't breastfeed for 24 hours. Oh, wow. I couldn't believe I read that right. I stopped the nurse and I and and pointed it out and she said, "Oh, yeah, that CT stuff is highly toxic." Oh my gosh. <laughs> Every doctor and nurse I had dealt with up to that point had repeated over and over the importance of breastfeeding. I had managed through Sisyphean efforts to keep my baby's <laughs> diet 100% pure and now this urgent care doctor with his ridiculous theory about my appendix had essentially <laughs> ruined my baby's life. <laughs> Obviously he had been formula fed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now my little girl was going to be polluted by formula as well. <sighs> Sunday morning for the first time in her four months of life, we fed Ellie formula. She didn't even flinch. She was like, finally, mommy's letting me have McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) I I made it through the 24-hour pump and dump period, and, and I returned to breastfeeding. 
but my milk supply never fully recovered. Mm. I uh, I continued to work full time and Ellie continued to enjoy a little formula every day until she switched to solids or what I like to call feeding 2.0. Mm. <laughs> the introduction of formula into her diet doesn't seem to have had long term ill effects. Uh, Ellie's seven and she's doing fine. She didn't grow its tail. Her IQ is frankly a little high for my taste. Uh, and <laughs> she didn't immediately become allergic to every to everything. It seems like the only thing that she uh, can't tolerate well is um, milk. Ugh. Yeah, lactose intolerant. Uh, now she is she's not <laughs> perfect in every way. Just most, but I I guess I'm not perfect either, and. Uh, I realized when it comes to being a mom, there's no such thing. All in all, weaning Ellie from breast milk did not change her for the worst, with with one major exception. Ever since we made the switch, the one thing that really stinks is her shit. <laughs> <laughs> story is don't listen to a doctor at a dock in a box because <laughs> when she's telling me the story yeah. and talking about the ct scan like i've my father had done a bunch of that stuff and i knew it was toxic yeah like that stuff is terrible for you yeah it's, it's amazing well and then on the other side there's that pressure to breastfeed oh which i gosh, know it's we it's crazy ran into it a lot and uh uh the way people will uh will judge your parenting it's just breathtaking yeah like it's funny to me because irene mentioned in her story like fed is best yeah and that's how i really believe it like do what works for you mm -hmm. i'm not gonna judge you i ask the same in return and that's it you know uh, we ultimately all just want our kids to be healthy and happy yeah so do that yes speaking of which Everyone, we wish you the best navigating your choices with regard <laughs> to schooling. Um, yeah, Mary is on a lot of committees uh, through the school. And uh, yes. yeah, we get an inside look at, at stuff. And uh, well, I'll tell you, we don't know what we're doing yet. Yes, yeah. I can say that as and I am I'm I'm PTA president and mm -hmm. super involved. And I sit in all the meetings and then I get off the meetings and I just start to cry because <laughs> It's horrible, um, but good luck. Yes, good luck. We're with you. We'll be with you in three weeks and when we start school. <laughs> exactly. And thank you for listening. And be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Please. And uh, we will be back with you in a couple of weeks. Thanks. Thanks.